I'm sitting here. It's Sunday night after 9 p.m. And uh, it's the July 4th weekend. So Tuesday's July 4th, which means uh, Monday is a holiday for a lot of people. And that means uh, this episode won't be downloaded nearly as much as a normal episode of Ask Science Mike. So I think this will kind of be the diehards, the home team, the the inner circle of listeners of the program. You'll notice there's no theme song doing this fireside chat style. Um, I've got less than two weeks here in this house that we've lived in for 16 years. It's a time of transition in my life for sure. Uh, But it's also a time of transition for our nation and our culture. And I just wanted to talk through that a little bit based on what I'm seeing, you know, in my email box. And um, as always, my work follows uh, the questions you all ask. Uh, I still, to this day, read every single, yes, every single email that gets sent into the show. Every question, every comment, of course, I don't have time to reply, but I do read them all. And I've noticed a growing minority of messages that come around a single theme. And I thought uh, one comment from a man named Jim on my Facebook page summed it up really well. And Jim, if you're listening, I'm reading your message because it uh, it did reach me. It, it, it meant a lot to me. So uh, Jim wrote after, let's see, I posted uh, a thing about the healthcare bill and, and how, from the perspective of some parents who had a child with uh, a lot of illness that would be considered a pre-existing condition, and uh, and then so Jim commented on that post and he said, I can't remember why I follow you. Oh, yeah, it's because you used your life story to try to turn me into a Democrat activist. And I needed one more person telling me how to be better. Mike, your exhibit A, when I explain to people that there's a difference between dropping your fundamentalist beliefs and learning how to not think as a fundamentalist. So that's the first message. Then I'd, I'd encourage you to go to Facebook, find that post that uh, from June 24th, and just look at the back and forth between Jim and I. Because Jim's message, believe it or not, was the most vehement of dozens of messages in a similar tone I've received in the last month. Now, I want to start there. Jim's message was the most vehement message that I received. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. I want you to think about what's normal in discourse in our country right now, what is normal for public figures to receive, death threats, things like that. And I had one person, Jim, tell me he feels like I've shifted from talking about um, unprocessing or processing through doubt and skepticism into too much liberal activism which if you read the thread, he did so consistently, thoughtfully. (laughs) And there's this thing in the air right now. Uh, Well, since, since Donald Trump was elected president. And I've gotten more vocal politically because I think that's important. And a segment of the people that listen to this program and the Liturgist podcast um, don't like that development. They think that it's better to be quiet on political issues 
and to simply speak about things spiritual. And I thought that way most of my life, but I don't anymore. Why? I think today, if you don't speak up politically, that is speaking up politically. What that's heard by many people as is an endorsement of the status quo, a failure to critique problems in the way that we govern ourselves and the officials that we elect and the laws that they pass becomes an endorsement of the status quo. I'm asked often, Mike, how do you reach so many young people with your work? And I think it's that I'll just tell people where I stand. A lot of public figures carefully curate what they say. They're careful about what they say and when and how. And I I don't. I just kind of speak my heart and my mind with all of you. I try to do so as graciously as I can. I do hit Donald Trump pretty hard sometimes. But I hope you understand I'm not hitting you, (laughs) the listeners of this program. Quite the contrary. There are few things I enjoy as much as the thoughtful pushback and critique I get from listeners of this program. Jim's message, which was helpful and insightful, was the most vehement message I've gotten on the topic. So first, yes, uh, I think it's important to talk politics because I think not talking politics is a form of talking politics. And for many people processing what they believe about God, part of the onus leading to their deconstruction is the marriage between American Protestantism and the Republican Party in America. That is part of what led to their deconstruction. The taboo about discussing political issues actually makes them feel more distant from Christianity and from the Bible, which, by the way, the Bible is a deeply, deeply political book. I guess what I'm saying is I hear you, and I want, (laughs) I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I don't know how to do anything else, but I want you to catch something here. If you're not talking politics, that may not be received by others the way you think it has or the way it has been received in the past. Now, is there a problem with growing intolerance and almost a fundamentalistic fervor on the left? Absolutely. Absolutely there is. I was reading an article tonight to that effect, and it had had merit. But yeah, there is a problem with a rising fundamentalism on the left, and I don't want to be a part of that, but I do want to be a part of critiquing and advocating for a society that is more fair and just and equitable for all people, as I understand it. But I don't want you to adopt my positions. The reason I share my thoughts on theology, my thoughts on politics, my thoughts on different topics that I'm not an expert in, that people ask on the program, is never so you will agree with me. In fact, if you look at the reviews for Ask Science Mike on iTunes, They have two things in common. One, it's almost exclusively four- and five-star reviews. Two, they almost all mention that people disagree with me. How wonderful is that? I don't want you to agree with me. I want me explaining my reasoning 
behind a particular issue to get you to examine your reasoning behind a particular issue, to equip you to articulate why you believe what you believe, and therefore to take action you believe will make the world better. Here's what I would love. If I talk about something politically you don't agree with, I'd love for you to sit down and think about why you disagree and then send me an email. I'd love to read your thoughts about why I was wrong. I'd love to hear that you contacted your congressperson, that you wrote a letter, that you visited an elected representative's office to explain what you think should be happening in America. And I would be thrilled if that was in direct opposition to something I said to my congressman. You see, I don't want you to become a liberal political advocate, but I do want to encourage you to get involved. Or, if you think it's immoral or unethical to get involved politically, to to examine that belief and to be able to articulate it. To send me an email and explain why, because I will read it. This community that we have with Ask Science Mike and with the Liturgist Podcast I don't want it ever to be structured around common political belief or common theological belief. I want it to be centered around the fact that we don't judge other people for being where they are. And I want it to be a place that is safe to explore new thoughts and new ideas including those that I don't approve of. As long as the animating belief behind your theology and your politics is the flourishing and edification of other people, as long as the core idea behind your gospel is to be a good neighbor and to love God, I'm for it. And, and excuse me even for using such churchy language for my non-religious and, and atheist friends listening. <laughs> but I, I don't worry so much about humanism on those points. I guess what I'm saying, the world is changing. The world is changing. And there's a lot of people who I am intentionally trying to reach with a message of solidarity and acceptance. The percentage of listeners on this program who are of a differing sexual orientation or gender identity has gone up dramatically since it's launched. The percentage of this audience, which is non-white, has grown dramatically since the program launched. By every conceivable metric, ethnic, racial, gender identity, orientation, political affiliation, political identity, heck, gender. (laughs) By every metric, this audience has both grown dramatically and gotten more diverse over time. And I think, I actually think that's because I speak out on justice issues. So here's what I would say. One, if I just stress you out every week, filter me out. 
if it's on the podcast, we don't talk politics as much on the podcast, but if the podcast is like just boiling your blood and it's not causing you to grow, just hit unsubscribe for a while. Maybe you never come back. Maybe you do. That's okay. If the podcast is fine, but my social media is just too pinko liberal weirdo for you, that's fine. Unfollow me. It's okay. It's okay. But whatever you do, my hope for you, my prayer for you is that you would grow. And honestly, I would prefer that you don't unfollow me. Why? Because if you disagree with me, I need you the most. I need you the most. I don't need people who will just reinforce what I believe today. I want to be challenged. I want to be exposed to thoughtful ideas, to new perspectives, to angles of reasoning and evidence that I have not considered previously. That is the blessing to me of this work. You know, sometimes you write me and you say, how can I civilly engage with people I disagree with? You already know how, folks, because you do it with me. (laughs) You already know how to be civil in disagreement because you do it in your emails to me, in your Facebook posts to me, in your five-star review that says, I so often disagree with the host of this program. My friends, I so enjoy having you all in my life. And I hope that even if my politics don't match yours, that you know that. And I hope that in time, again, you can enjoy having me in your life too. Be blessed, my friends. I'll talk to you soon.